0: And joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek.
1: Hey, hey there, everybody.
0: You see how I leaned into that? <laughs> I saw you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Matt, you can find on Twitter at Horizon. Matt, you can follow us on Twitter as well at HorizonRT. Um, please don't destroy it yet, Elon, because we still are on Twitter. Um <clears throat> You can follow us up on the web at horizonroundtable.com, which is never going to die.
1: That seems and like course, a smart place to invest in us at this point. Very
0: smart place to invest. And of course, you can subscribe. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found, because none of them are going away. Um so yeah, episode two hundred.
1: <laughs> hey, that seems like a big deal.
0: It really is a big deal. So
1: we've recorded uh, two hundred episodes of this.
0: Well, actually, and I'm not again, I'm not counting the bonus episodes, but yeah, two hundred episodes
1: wrong with us what's wrong with you for listening listener nothing but thanks
0: thank you all right so um so we're we're here's what we're gonna do <laughs> um because we've been hyping this up a little bit um so we're going to go ahead and jump into our jump into our interview and, and Matt you know who it is I know who it is you all know should who know it who it is it's Julie Orlash
1: the commissioner
0: of the horizon league
1: oh that sounds like a big deal
0: that's a, that's a really big deal, yes. So, um, so we're gonna jump into that right now, and if you feel like sticking around for whatever the heck we have to say after that, that'd be awesome. If not, we understand.
1: <laughs> Listen to Julie Rollash though, because she's great.
0: Yes. So, so here she is right now. All right. So. Um, without any further ado, um, we have the Commissioner of the Horizon League, Julie Rolash. Julie, really appreciate you joining us. You have no idea how long we've waited
2: for this. Wow, well, thank you. It's good to be with both of you, Matt and Bob. I appreciate you both and your coverage of the Horizon League. All right. Uh, well, Matt, uh, let her rip.
1: All right, so Julie, uh, our first question: um, the Horizon League seems to have really been on the front end of the the NIL world with the partnership with the Open Doors. Uh, we're wondering, can you tell us a little bit about what that has been like um, as you try to, you know, help student athletes within the league um, capitalize on, you know, the name, image, likeness, and all that?
2: Sure. Yeah. Thank thank you for that. We, you know, when when NIL first became permissible over a year ago now, we actually hit we paused a bit just to study the environment and figure out what's the real need on our campuses? Because you saw some conferences and institutions deciding on with different partners, including Open Doors. And we weren't sure a year ago if that was exactly what we needed. We talked a lot with our league SAC group, the student athlete advisory group. We talked a lot with our compliance officers, our ADs and our coaches. And our this past spring at our men's and women's basketball head coaches meeting, that's where we really started to get a clear idea of what was needed and how we could help at the league level, and that's where we talked about, one, we need this education, like help our student athletes with what is a brand, how the heck do you build it, then we needed to provide them the financial literacy aspect of, okay, if if you do make money, how do you manage it, and then the third part that I think is innovative was this opportunity for this league marketplace so that there were there's a place where our student athletes could go and and see available deals like now available. And that's, that to me was most interesting because it allowed us to leverage the collective of our 3000 student athletes instead of just one school. Now you could certainly do it obviously um, as a one-off for an institution. And I saw Oakland's doing that. And I think that's terrific for them and and they're part of our larger league marketplace. So that's, what's been exciting. And, And I will say I was at Cleveland state, I don't know, a week or two ago for their, for president Bloomberg's inauguration and open doors happened to be on their campus. So I got to sit in on a presentation and the student athletes loved it. They were getting their phones out. It was interactive in terms of making sure they signed up and open doors was like, and there are deals right now that if you want to quote apply for almost like match.com only with NIL deal making, you can do it. And the student athletes were excited about it. So now we just want to um, track hey is this is this working as well as we thought and we're not sure yet cuz we're still in the rollout phase but that's something we're going to be looking at throughout the year.
1: Well, I know that I think it's yeah, like you said it's innovative. I love it um you know give these guys a chance to to capitalize on what's already there. So I've I've really enjoyed it and you know we're trying to work out some things on our end with them too. So hopefully we can make some things happen as far as getting some student athletes involved with what we do here.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Go to the marketplace. I think Matt already
0: has. <laughs> All right. Uh, so move, moving forward. So obviously the, the Horizon League just extended their contract to stay in Indy for the tournament uh, through 2026. Uh, with the NCAA in the Horizon League right there in Indy, do you see a scenario where the league could leave there? Or is it kind of the perfect storm of um, everything coming together in that central location? I know um, for years there's always been talk about, uh, you know, location but Indy seems to be be the spot now.
2: Yeah I I think you're right I think we found for right now what seems to be an incredible home for the tournament we had a great run in Detroit for four years and that was the first time in a long time that we had moved to a destination style tournament and that's again as our larger strategy here to move the needle in basketball men's and women's that a tournament was one of those pillars of success that we knew we had to deliver on And Detroit was a great um, first step with that, and Olympia was an incredible partner. We realized when we were in the cycle to um, look for a new home that we really needed a central location that was also a destination city. And that central location is because we're a Midwest League and our fans drive, and they wanted to be able to drive to watch their team compete in, in in the championship. That was part one, and part two was being in Indianapolis and and then the state of Indiana where basketball is just part of our fabric, we knew that we could build Horizon League fans even if they didn't have a direct affinity with one of our schools, and we've been able to do that. You know, we've got a local organizing committee that is now 35 members strong. They're meeting every month already in our offices, helping us sell sponsorships, helping us sell group tickets helping us think about the marketing strategy and what's gonna resonate the most in this in this region in this market. And it's been phenomenal what those volunteers who are community business men and women and leaders in our in our sphere, what they've been able to deliver. And also they become a rising League fan so I now see them wearing our swag on the golf course or in the community. So that's been fun too, but I think what that's demonstrated is there is a strong community support here to help us build it from the inside out, and we have also seen that our fans like traveling here because it's a fun city um, and also very accessible um, from really all, all quadrants of our league.
1: With the uh, Fuel getting their new arena in Indy that's been discussed, uh, do you think it's possible the league could expand the basketball tournament and have all rounds hosted there instead of just the last couple?
2: Well, you know, the The reason for having our semis and champs and and limiting is that we wanted to make sure that whatever rounds we started with and Andy were successful. And because we've learned that sometimes when you layer on the quarterfinals at some of these destination style tournaments, attendance is lackluster. And we get really strong attendance at at our quarterfinals, especially on campus. That's those Thursdays we have our top four seats hosting. So we've, we've teed up that issue of with our coaches and our athletic directors, should we expand the teams that come to Indy? We can't expand the bracket anymore, obviously, because we have all teams already making the tournament. And for right now, there's agreement that we're in the right, we're on the right place with bringing four and four. My vision is that we bring more because we're just blowing it out, blowing it out relative to attendance on, monday and tuesday and people are clamoring for more horizon league basketball in indianapolis and i'd love that bring more student athletes here to experience that big time experience that we give them it's just it's it's, we're not quite there yet
0: as far as the tournament format is concerned with the league now at 11 teams uh can we when can we expect to learn more about that
2: In terms of, you mean just how? In terms of what's uh, in terms the of the tournament, tournament format, yeah.
0: Because um, in terms um, of buys and things like that.
2: Sure, you're 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 you want to see the bracket. <laughs> of course, <laughs> we, of course we do. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we, we we certainly have talked about that internally and gotten the buy-in from our athletic directors on on what that is. So you're a good question. I don't have the exact rollout date, um, so. go back to dan that leads our communication strategy to give you a specific answer but yeah we understand that people are ready to see it and we're certainly ready to share it
0: also glad 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 you mentioned dan shout out to dan uh, glad for putting this together by the way um
2: there
0: you go All right. Uh, so, kind of on that vein, uh, obviously, conference realignment has affected nearly every corner of college, this college sports landscape. And of course, that includes the Horizon League with the recent departure of UIC. How has that move changed the league's strategic vision? And does it have any impact on the future?
2: You know, it's interesting. When I started in the Horizon League now, eight, nine years ago, we were nine members. And 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 then we were able to expand to 10 and then and then we expanded to well i think we had some attrition and then we expanded to 10 11 and 12 um, during the pandemic with the addition of robert morse which was the the biggest the league had been i've asked commissioner lacron and i think it's um perhaps ever but i don't want to commit to that we'd have to go way back in the books but certainly in in the last couple decades so we existed as 12, didn't waver at all from our strategic plan that prioritizes basketball excellence number, right alongside the complete student-athlete experience for all 3,000 student-athletes. And that hasn't changed a bit with any changes, whether we've got new members joining, um, essentially we want to make sure there's value alignment, or members that choose to depart. Um, but the main point is what are our values and what are our strategies to get there, and we are fully aligned. We've had just come off came off some great meetings with our council, which is our athletics directors, student athlete FAR and SWA reps. And then a few weeks after that met with our board of directors, which is our presidents and chancellors. And we I have not seen the level of collective commitment in a long time to our strategic plan um, with our current membership. And that's exciting um, because everyone is aligned that Yes, we prioritize basketball excellence and we want to, just like with the NIL deal, that's for all 3,000 student-athletes. We want to deliver on that holistic support. It's the same thing with our mental health strategies. We've allocated, and that was that's part of our strategic plan, half a million dollars um, in a grant program to give back money to our schools to bolster and amplify their their efforts in the mental health space for all of our student-athletes. So, the membership fluctuation to me is really a question of, do you have value alignment with your current members and are you all committed to the plan? And right now the, those answers are yes and yes.
1: So do you think that there's potential for expansion in the future? I know a lot of fans you know, want to ask you that question or hear from, from the Horizon League on, on that potential.
2: If, if we've got a potential candidate who is aligned with us, number one, from a value standpoint, And prioritizing basketball excellence and that holistic commitment to our student athlete experience for all student athletes. Uh, And obviously there's a geographic component. Um, We will certainly take a look at that. I mean, it's that's, I think, always a healthy due diligence to be thinking about where are we now and where do we want to be and how does growth help us in that space.
0: All right. Moving on to the subject of uh, scheduling, um, as I'm sure you've seen from fans all over, scheduling, particularly non-league strength of schedule, has always been a topic of discussion. Now, the Horizon League is partnered with HD Intelligence to help tackle that question. How did that partnership come about, and what are your long what are the long-term goals you hope to achieve with that partnership?
2: I'm a big believer in analytics obviously that it's science and art um, with most things and we've got incredible veteran coaches in our league as well as ADs who I think have the art part down and relationships down as it relates to non-league scheduling. What we recognized in particular with the net it's a different animal than RPI. RPI was a little, a little more simplistic, obviously, from a formulaic standpoint, and also easier to game. With the net, it's, I think, a truer measure of a team's strength and, and and how they stack up to other teams. And what we recognize with the level of sophistication with that, we wanted some outside help. And I'll say Kelly Ford on our staff is fant- fantastic. I mean, he's an engineer with uh, an MBA, so <laughs> um, I don't think anybody is more analytical, so to speak, than Kelly. What Kelly and and I agreed on is that a company like HDI that dedicates 24-7 thought to this scheduling strategy is something that we needed. We, We shared our thinking and we introduced them to our athletics directors who agreed with that. After talking to our coaches, and HDI helps some of our individual programs from a strategy standpoint, and they go a lot deeper than just scheduling from their analytical support. So that, that's where we recognized um, there was real value in that. And it's been a great partnership already, both from what are our league regulations and tiering approach and the real tactics with NH tier, but then also their availability and that one-off conversation and setting to talk with our ADs and coaches as they're trying to take, you know, go from theory to practice, right? It's one thing to say, yeah, this is how we're going to schedule, but then you got to get games, which is really hard, especially as we have strong mid-major programs that some teams don't want to play because of the risk involved. So HDI has been helpful with, all right, if you have these three, four options, here's the priority rank, here's the best game for you, based on where you're projected to be, that will most strengthen your net. It's been a great partnership.
0: Great. Ben, I think you have the
1: next question. Oh, sorry. I was muted. You'd think I know how to do this by now. Um, we really appreciate you coming on with us, Julie. I have two other quick questions for you before we're going to let you go. Um, so you've been to all the campuses. What's your favorite campus to visit and why? And with that, do you have any food suggestions or like local hotspots when you're at a place you have to see? Like we all know Gre- for Greg Campy, at Sportillo's, like what's the Julie Rolash uh, must must visit?
2: Okay, no, you, you set me up because you know I can't have a favorite campus, right? <laughs>
1: Fine. Okay. What's what's your must visit spot on campuses?
2: Um, in University, because that's where I went. But <laughs> that's a Division three campus. I know that's not your question. Um, my what I love about our footprint is that we are in big cities. You know, I'm driving from Milwaukee now as I talk to you, where I just took my ten year old daughter with me on a trip. She was out of school, by the way. I didn't pull her out of school. at the day off. So we had a great time in downtown Milwaukee um, from going to the safe house restaurant, which is more of an experience for kids, but nonetheless, and then walking around the city and seeing the cultural opportunities there. Um, So, and then, I mean, you just go across the league, Youngstown. Oh, what's the restaurant there, but they have the Trestle Tortellini um, named after, of course, president Trestle, which I get a kick out of, and I've ordered that. Um, But in terms of favorite, I I don't, I'm going to have to think for a second. I mean, I'm, I'd be a hometowner, but I mean, my favorite restaurant is still St. Elmo's, which is in Indianapolis, where IU Indy is. But that's because that's where I live and I go there all the time.
1: I think that's still a safe answer. And I mean, I am a parent myself. I understand the parent answer of you don't have favorites, but I know somewhere in there, (laughs) at least at different moments, you have favorites. (laughs) They might change, but I know how this works.
0: I appreciate the diplomacy, really.
2: Yeah, I I will say I do. I mean, I think about that a lot, though. I, I love traveling to art our campuses because it's fun I mean we're in we're in fun cities like a couple weeks ago I flew to Pittsburgh and had a great visit at Robert Morrison and drove to Cleveland and was able to stay downtown Cleveland which that's a really fun environment I mean it's you, you really can't go wrong in all of our cities it's not it's you've got multiple options at the point which I think is great for our student athletes too.
1: All right, my last one for you, Julie. Uh, most fans, you know, we, we really don't know much about the commissioner of the of league. Like, you, you, We all kind of see you guys doing things behind the scenes, but we don't know much about, about you. What are three things even the average Horizon League fan should know about you?
2: Should know? Um, I, thought, I thought this was going to be like, what are they not? So I'll tell you, I don't know that they should know this, but where my mind went first is I grew up in Southern Illinois, which is – in a small town called Pinckneyville that is very much like the movie Hoosiers. The the gym, I I think, used to be open 24-7. These days, for liability, it's not. But I grew up as a total gym rat, and I love basketball, always loved it. My favorite memories were playing pickup on Sundays. Um, And as my dad used to always say, a lot of never weres and has-beens, and I'm not sure which one we are but those incredible memories and that's why I love basketball and I love being a part of the Horizon League, which obviously basketball is our, our priority sports as a moment. Um, the other piece goes back to my upbringing and that's because I was in a coal mining community. There were a lot of strip pits and I am an avid bass fisher woman. So I don't get to do much of that in Indianapolis, but I go home a lot and visit my folks and I'm able to relieve a little stress there and I'd say third, um, I, I really care about the student-athlete experience from start to finish. And that's frankly because I had such an incredible experience at Milliken. My coach, remained, I remained very close to my college coach who had a huge impact on me, but it was more the sport and being able, it was a leadership lab playing sports. I think I, think I learned a lot more playing basketball than going to any of my classes and I had some spectacular professors and classes, but the value of college sport to me is you can't you can't put a value on it. And that's why I believe so much in college sports and the need to preserve this very special collegiate model that our country has, even though it's under threat a bit right now. But I really believe in the value of the college student athlete experience and will do all I can to preserve it. All right well that's
1: a great answer great thank you julie there you go
2: especially the bass fishing part um yeah
0: yeah. all right so so thank you uh so thank you very much for joining us those were all the questions we had uh obviously we can find you on twitter at jrl underscore hl um and of course horizonleague.com and you know anywhere the horizon league is available on pretty much every outlet (laughs)
2: Well, thank you both.
0: It's great to be with you. And again, thanks for your coverage of the Horizon League. We appreciate
2: it. All right. Well take care. All right.
0: Well, that was quite a conversation.
1: Bob, we actually got the commissioner of the Horizon League to come on with our podcast.
0: Yes, I know. Like we've
1: we've had we've had a lot of great guests. Like let's let's be honest. Like we've had we've had coaches, we've had players, we've had we've had a lot of people. Like we're we're like pretty legit, but Julie Rolash, like Okay.
0: Yeah. So I, I guess what I, I guess the question now is how do we top that? Matt, you might actually do that a little later on this week.
1: I'm going to try. I, I don't know if that tops it or just like is another feather in the cap, but, uh, you can So, yeah, for, uh, uh, so little... we get
0: real basketball coming up. We have real basketball. It's coming. In fact, if you're listening to this during the week, it's already here.
1: I mean, real, real, depending on who you're following and what you're into real might be a little bit questionable, but like, I mean, they count now, right? We're out of the I mean, exhibition season. They either. all
0: count. Exactly. So
1: Even the Milwaukee and, School of Engineering game technically counts as a real game.
0: Yeah, but starting it all off, no surprise here. It's, it's Oakland and Defiance College. Greg Campy will, has this gift of finding just the right time to schedule his game so they're the first Horizon League team out of the gate. Greg
1: first Campy one. is is... is is that guy that needs to be seen? And you know what? I'm not mad at you about it. Like, cool. Let's do it. Like, yeah, 5:30 on a Monday. Like, yeah, Greg, you're killing me here. Like, some of us have real life too. But uh, you know what? Cool. We're gonna make this work. 5:30 uh, on a Monday on ESPN Plus, bringing in Defiance. I always love when he brings in Defiance. There's a little bit of a hometown nod. That is where Greg Campy is from. Is Defiance, Ohio. So a little yeah. bit of a hometown nod there. That's cool. Like, um. Sh- I don't expect to still see Jalen Moore. I, I expect them to hold him out more, but I've heard some rumors that he might get a couple minutes, so I don't know. We'll see where Jalen Moore's at in his day. But, uh, so yeah, that know.
0: actually probably requires some explanation because the second uh, the the second uh, exhibition he did not play understand he has an ankle sprain, I believe?
1: Yes, but um the initial reaction was, uh-oh. The next day, when they played Rochester University, he was obviously still out, but the reaction was this might not be as bad as first seemed. Um, he, he was in um, an air cast, not like a boot or anything, which was very uh, Greg Campy was very uh, pleased with that, pretty optimistic. Um, so, hopefully, Jalen Moore uh, can just bounce back pretty quick. Um, you know, again, if he needs to sit out defiance to get healthy, I think they're going to be okay. Um, but they want they need him back by Bowling Green it would be swell you know? So he, yeah, that, was a little,
0: uh, that was a little shaky game there, uh, against Rochester there.
1: You know, it is, but at the same time, Rochester university played really well. Um, there are a lot of good players that happen to be in one play. I mean, um, Rex Walters, who's a former NBA guy was on the play by play last year uh, for Oakland. Um, only because he was in the area because his son was yes. going to a, a high school near Oakland university. So Rex was around. So he came in, which is cool. He's uh, an assistant coach for the, charlotte hornets now um rex's mm-hmm. son is a great point guard who had a t- terrific high school career really? um is a freshman now at rochester university because he's undersized he's maybe 5'9 i think like he's just tiny but he still had nine assists um shoots the three as well as his dad does like i mean he's a great player just undersized so he ends up at rochester university and I mean, like he had nine assists against OU, you know, they, they had some bigs, they, they had some pieces, and they gave Oakland a, a hell of a game, especially without Jalen Moore. Um, we saw a little bit of the Rocket Rots, who we think is going to be here, but we also saw some moments of, is Rocket going to be the Rocket that he once was? We're not sure. Um, you know, it was, it was nice. Uh, Antoine Davis was in the house uh, with a couple other uh, Detroit Mercy players. He was. Checking out the game. Um, that was fun. I happened to uh, be interviewing Greg Campy when Antoine came over, and I caught a fantastic conversation between those two. Where Greg wanted to know why Antoine didn't put an Oakland uniform on. He couldn't. He needed someone to hit some shots, and he told Antoine to uh, make sure uh, Mike knows that uh, he gets some better shots than Mike ever could. So, you know, <laughs> was, that was fun. Um, you know, Hopefully, it was cool to watch sure. Jalen Moore and Antoine talking. Like these guys are all clearly buds, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, you know, some Horizon League uh, brothership there is, is pretty cool.
0: Well that's good. That's good. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a, that was that was very uh yeah, that that was uh, interesting to see Antoine uh maybe do a little bit of advanced scouting there uh well
1: is the advanced scouting in oakland or rochester because uh detroit mercy's uh, got rochester coming in here soon too
0: he does that's right on tuesday uh detroit mercy's playing rochester so yeah I... they're,
1: making, they're making rochester come to them oakland had the guts to go into oh, rochester university's new new gym um rochester university has been really good to oakland that's why if you've missed that yeah. <laughs> um so that, it was a really cool environment like good for the good for rochester good for everybody it gave oakland you know a chance to be a road opponent and kind of remember what it's like to have people rooting against you. So, you know, it was cool. But yeah, Detroit Mercy, they've got Rochester coming to them.
0: That's true. Yeah, they're coming in on Tuesday. So um looking at the rest of the man, it's like everybody that's not Detroit Detroit Mercy is playing on Monday. Um yeah. And it's not all you know, Milwaukee's playing the Milwaukee School of Engineering again, okay? Milwaukee's doing a weird back-to-back thing where they're playing EMSO on Monday and Purdue on Tuesday, so I'm not sure how that's going to work out for them, but yeah. Um, the only other team that's playing a non-D1 is Cleveland State is playing Notre Dame College. And everybody else, man, it's, it's going to be... it's an it, uh, The one game that I really hope to see if it's not on BTN plus is Purdue for Wayne, Michigan. And then Robert Morris is playing Ohio state. That's allegedly that is actually on BTN. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out a little bit.
1: Yeah. I'm not totally sure. (laughs) So as you're, I got to tell you the story real quick, but as we're talking sure. about, you know, whatever, what everyone's doing, I'm, I'm actually looking at the ESPN page, right? You know, just yes. to kind of keep, keeps things clear. And then uh-huh. when, so I'm looking at the Monday scoreboard. OK, cool. We're talking through all this. And then I glance over to Tuesday because you mentioned that Milwaukee's playing Purdue in Detroit. has got Rochester coming on, except yes. ESPN has the wrong Rochester up. That is absolutely Rochester from New York because they're the, the Lions or whatever, where. Rochester University is the NAIA school in Michigan with which is the Warriors with an Eagle mascot. So yes. Swing and a miss there, ESPN. Yeah, because
0: the Horizon League got it right. I see it. They got the they got the right logo. <laughs> How come you can't?
1: Yeah, yeah. You're the just, just just worldwide figure in
0: sports. Come on, you're killing us here.
1: Wrong Rochester. That's okay. Wrong
0: Rochester. I'm not even sure that's even Rochester University. I'm pretty sure that's the Rochester Institute of Technology.
1: I don't even know what their full name is uh I, I know it's in new york
0: yeah i'm pretty sure it's yeah all right i'm pretty sure it's uh it's it's rochester institute of technology yeah i'm sticking to that and you know if you guys if i'm wrong i'm wrong and I'm, you think anybody from there is going to correct me no they don't listen to this
1: no. i think they're uh, hold on i think this check out this cement i believe the university of rochester versus rochester university is the difference there oh, okay the uni- yeah
0: well it's Ooh. funny because we have the same we actually have the same it's it's there. It can be equally confusing because there are two Robert Morrises, too. As well, Kyle as Kyle Rossi cons- consistently points out to us, because there's the uh, there's the non D one school in Chicago, and then of course there's our Robert Morris.
1: Well, in Cleveland State's playing Notre Dame uh, Monday. Just and there, to be Notre and Dame Obviously, College. there are
0: two Notre Dame colleges. Yeah, the yes, because it's funny because they're playing Notre Dame College, and then. On Sunday, next Sunday, Youngstown State is playing the University of Notre Dame, you know, to go to town Bend. So, okay.
1: Oh, it's going to be a, it all together.
0: Well, you know what? That's what we signed up for.
1: <laughs> Bob, basketball's back. It's time.
0: Basketball is absolutely back. So, so out of all these games, are we, are we, is there any game that we're looking forward to seeing exactly? Well, obviously, you're going to have some... You're gonna have plenty of time to see a lot of Oakland this week. I got uh, three
1: Oakland games this week. Three. Oh, well, fr- Friday, we'll see if I make it to the Friday, the November 11th game. That's a, that's an important day in my land, so we'll see if I make it out to that game.
0: Yeah, it's amazing because you have yeah, but they, they definitely front loaded with home games. So you got so you got Rochester. Uh, I'm sorry, not Rochester. You have Defiance on Defiance. Monday. You have Bowling Green on the 11th, and then the 13th, that's Sunday. Hey, guess what? We got Oklahoma, that Oklahoma State game's coming.
1: And so, yeah. I will tell you for uh, that Oklahoma State game, as well as a couple games after, I've already been told that um, the media seating and such is already uh, at capacity yeah. uh, with M- with NBA scouts. That game is flush with scouts, apparently. Uh, Interesting. That one, yeah. So,
0: so as I'm looking at the schedule, Matt, we this is the fire hose. Because we have almost, yeah, we we are starting upwards of nearly three plus weeks of three straight weeks of basketball. Three straight, starting on Monday, and then the every game, every day there's a game. There's a horizon, a game with a Horizon League team.
1: I hope All we like basketball. Up,
0: all the way up until the 28th, when Milwaukee hosts SEMO. Uh, Every other day is going to be a game.
1: Good. I like basketball. Hey, Bob, just so you know, uh, you might want a screenshot of this, uh, just in case, um, as I'm poking around on websites and all this, uh, looking at the 2022-2023 Horizon standings, Cleveland State is in first place right now. You might just want that screenshot while you got it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to need that, uh, because that's probably not going to last very long.
1: Right. Although, but uh, I just I wanted you to know. Although,
0: My, uh, although, shout out to Myron Medcalf over at uh, over at ESPN who uh, said that Cleveland State was going to be the surprise team in the Horizon League. Cool, bring it. I can live with that, even though I'm pretty sure surprise means that they'll be in the they'll finish in the upper half of the conference because I don't think they're going to win. Although, I should point out, and by the way, how many times have I been? T- how many times over the last few months have I mentioned Tristan and Aruna's name? How many times? I don't
1: Couple. Know. A few. A few.
0: A few that we got it. We got our first look at him uh, la- uh, last week during Cleveland State's exhibition against Baldwin Wallace, uh, and he and he already notched a double double in 29 minutes. So yeah, okay, 15 re- uh, 15 points, 13 rebounds. I can live with that.
1: Anytime someone plays Baldwin Wallace, I laugh because in my real life, you know, I do all the theater stuff, and uh, Baldwin yes. Wallace is a terrific theater school. So I it just is. imagine somebody. Great pl- conservatory. Like, I imagine these Division One athletes playing against a bunch of actors, <laughs> and it's just—that's what I see anytime someone plays. By the way, shout out,
0: also shout out to right. Cleveland State for by for winning that game by 22, as opposed to five. <laughs> that's always nice.
1: Anyone wins um, a win, right? You know, what game wins I'm wins excited wins for the, this week. Um, I mean, as much as we're talking about, you know, some of these games that probably aren't gonna, you know matter a whole sure. lot especially early uh this michigan purdue fort wayne um right out right out of the shoot here yes, on yes absolutely
0: this is why i'm hoping it's on btn and not btm plus
1: yeah that's I, that's, I, a, I don't, that's I, a game
0: I yeah i, I don't want to pay any money to watch it. i mean i like purdue for a wayne but i'm not chilling out the btm plus money because they like me charge you for like a a month or something like that and you know i don't know I'm trying I to avoid.
1: everything's flow I'm like I I
0: it. yeah i don't know i think we do run into flow games somewhere i just don't know where i think it's all
1: some of the mtes
0: some of the MTEs, yeah i think some of the mtes we're gonna get stuck with that and it's gonna be sad
1: um somebody wants to sponsor horizon roundtable for us to purchase a collective flow sports uh account just let us know we can shout your business out or whatever or, or you by name oh
0: absolutely we can definitely do that we should do that actually um
1: i've been i've been clamoring for for sponsorships around here like we're ready like if you're an i uh, if you're an indiana based or an indianapolis based like bar restaurant something like let's talk because we're gonna pimp you out for the next couple months getting into the tournament we'll do some podcasts there some live stuff i don't know like let's talk yeah it's our 200th episode we're doing something right people listen to us occasionally that
0: is true that yes people do listen to it well you know what yeah uh, do I do I think we would have done this, continue to do this if people weren't listening? Yeah, probably. But you are listening though.
1: But you know what? As, as silly as we like to be about this stuff, it's true. Like we we hear from you know play by play people that are like, yeah, we listen to you guys to you know prepare for the upcoming season. I hear from ads. I hear from coaches. I hear from players. That are Julie like, yeah,
0: Rolash literally just said that like 15 minutes ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, people listen to this because yeah, end of the day. We're kind of a one-stop shop for your Horizon League basketball stuff, whether you like it or not. So you might as well just like it.
0: Although I should point out, uh, Purdue, uh, we do need, still need a Purdue, Fort Wayne, a Green Bay, and an IUPUI writer. So yeah, horizonaroundtable.com, click on Help Wanted. We need one of that. We do, and, uh, Matt's still looking for a replacement for the cover Oakland.
1: Always. I'm always looking for an Oakland replacement. But until then, I'll continue to write. Yep. Yeah, so.
0: But yeah, that's it's, it's funny because of the, the way this started. And you do you even remember how this started? Because I think it was I think it started way before, even before it, the actual like beginnings of it started before even Oakland may, was in the league. I think it was announced just announced that they were in the league. So
1: it, Bob, I'm whole- gonna I'm gonna come clean with you here on our 200th episode. I had no idea about this podcast until you invited me and Carrick once to talk the Metro Series. Like I didn't I really just was unaware.
0: Yeah. And I've been here ever since. Well, it's funny. Well, you wouldn't have known because we had. I think when we invited you, we hadn't actually had a pod. I think we had had maybe podcast episode zero, which we did like a month before episode one. And then you, yeah, funny enough, Matt and Carrick Jones were the first guests on the podcast, the very first ones.
1: And shout, shout out to you and Jimmy though. Like we, we gotta at least say Jimmy's name on this at some point. Like you and Jimmy, like from Milwaukee. To the,
0: I was getting to the story of the beginnings of the Horizon Horizon Roundtable because it, it was originally a, it was Jimmy's idea to have a. Remember when we could still do like records that we could like do YouTube live stuff? Um, that's where this started, and it's funny because when that started, I wanted nothing to do with it at all because he was looking for somebody to get on there of course he got John Durta for that one episode and i think i think the first one was like an hour and a half or something like that i think i have it i still have it linked on HorizonRoundtable.com, in the about us section i think we have that uh, you got to know I, your roots mm-hmm. so no it actually so the idea i thought uh, in the original history uh jimmy was going to start uh cuz Jimmy was – John wasn't really the co-host at that point in time. It was just going to be Jimmy putting together stuff. Kind of fell by the wayside. Fast forward to about probably two years – probably around – probably a little more than two years later, I was writing at More Than the Fan Cleveland, and um, Damian Bowman, who was running – uh, campus press box. No, no, no. He, well, he's running multiple sites at that point in time. Campus press box is one of them, but he added like a, a, it was the podcast network of his Ford lights FM. He had approached We, we were talking about starting up this horizon league. Uh, I, I think I might've pitched it to him cause we, I had talked to, told him about kind of what Jimmy had done two years previous. And that's when it started. The Horizon Roundtable started right then and there. We got a, a Jimmy got a, Jimmy made a logo, and we were off and running. And so the first two episodes were just me and him, and then lo and behold, Matt, you, and Carrick came on in. Um, first year, obviously, we didn't. Uh, yeah, the first year we had it was you and you and Carrick. And then I think we had Brian Dickman on. I think we had Paul Oren on. Jesse Kramer from the Catch and Shoot, for the, his uh, the, the the old Chicago uh, media site was on there. Um, we had Paul Oren to start off the second season, which ended abruptly because you know uh, thing reasons I don't want to get into. <laughs> and then it was dormant. And the second iteration started. It's funny because we had, we Jimmy and I had been having a conversation about it. Um, and we were getting a little bit of like we were getting a little bit of you know encouragement, if you will, uh, from from Twitter followers about when are you gonna bring up the, when are you gonna bring the roundtable back, when are you are gonna bring roundtable back, and you wanna know who the person was who put who was the who was the biggest for who was the biggest deciding factor, the one who who championed bringing back the most, the one person, and we Who's don't mention this. We do not mention his name. We really don't mention his name enough, if at all. Craig Jones, Craig Jones, longtime Cleveland State fan. I think we had him on for one of the fall, one of the fall, one of the fan events. Craig Jones was the was the impetus to bring back the Horizon Roundtable. And then, lo and behold, April 2018, we were back, and we and we were back in a big way because we brought in Dennis Felton.
1: It's all those coaches, I think, especially that have have been generous enough to come on with us, that have really lent us some credibility.
0: You know what's crazy? We have had we've had three Cleveland State coaches on this podcast. In the That's
1: a reflection of us or Cleveland it. State basketball, but okay. We had Dennis
0: felt we had, Dennis Felton was the first coach. Dennis Felton, for as much crap as I talk now, he was our first coaching. He was our first coach to join us on the Horizon Roundtable the first one and it kind of it snowballed from there because i think a lot of that we we started getting a lot more guests at that point in time so you know it started as me and jimmy just you know basically pulling stuff out of our butt as we do as we still do by the way
1: occasional (laughs) okay it's less it's, it's a little less
0: it's a little less. A we've been prep
1: occasionally. No one, no one would believe it, but but I'm just telling you. I don't know.
0: We just had a pretty good interview. It sounds like we sounded pretty intelligent, so. Well,
1: I don't know about so. sounding intelligent, but I think we, you know, we, we, we showed we, up and we, we, we did put up a good
0: front, at least. Yeah, so. there you go. I'll,
1: I'll but check yeah so,
0: yeah, so it was, but yeah, that, that, I think things really got started when we finally transitioned to the website, to horizonroundtable.com. Um because i knew that because uh, i knew that the the podcast number work we were on was kind of gonna go away and we decided it was at that point in time i just we we got everything you know we migrated all the podcast episodes over to the websites and then over the summer we just uh, we i we we had had a conversation about getting writers and soon after of course uh you know you came in to, uh to become the new co-host sorry not sorry <laughs> um it was nothing i mean it was not i mean it was it was it was neither good bad or indifferent you know jimmy's a busy guy jimmy's always been a busy guy so it it was uh so it was a lot of the time it was especially over the summer because a lot of crap happened in the summer of 2019 as we well know
1: but boy we didn't even know what was coming
0: <laughs> we had no idea that was yeah, we had no idea. We had no idea. Yeah, that's that's even that's before COVID, but
1: Exactly. But, we had no but, idea. But
0: but I mean it was great because, you know, I think we had were we had, you know, started we had put together podcasts almost nonstop for a year and a half starting with the whole exodus from Cleveland state and subsequent firing of Dennis Felton, and then all the way till probably the tournament, uh, tur- uh the tournament in 2021 where Cleveland State won. It was pretty. I, I, it, correct me if I'm wrong. It was pretty nonstop the entire time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were we didn't even we didn't slow down during COVID. I mean, we were putting down stuff all every. We were putting stuff out all the nothing, time, even in the summer 2020. Yeah, and then, but so yeah, it's, so here we are, 200 episodes later, in the, uh, 200 episodes and a bunch of, uh, and a handful of uh, bonus episodes later, so if you made it to
1: this point, thank you all. Also, just to get this out there, thanks to, all, of course, all the guests that we've had, uh, a lot of our frequent contributors, John who jumps in, John Parker who jumps in here all the time when I can't be on, or he just has a whole different layer sometimes of things to add. Like we've got yeah. a good team going and, uh, Absolutely. Shout out to all them I mean, too. John's the rock,
0: man. He is, he is, he is the rock of our editorial. Uh, so yeah, definitely, you know, uh, you know, Mark Weems has been with us since day one. So is Carrick, you know, Mark Weems and Carrick Jones. They've been here since the beginning. Um, we've had so many other people who come in and obviously, you know, we've had, you know, Alec Quate, you know, covering Cleveland State for us. Um, you know, we had, I mean, it's all, we had lo- so many of the new guys, too. It's crazy because we have, um, we got Blake Schubacher come in. We had, you know, we had Scott Meyer come in Thanks to you and your peer pressure. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. We've had Jim Saro awesome. even cover for us recently. Just Jim like-
0: Saro. Um, yeah, we had so many. I mean, it's been, it, it's been quite a ride. I mean, we've had um, you know we had our partnership with Norris Report and, uh, and Kyle Craven, who's also been with us for a lot of the time. Um, Nick Lawrenson, always coming in, of course. Nick Lawrenson, one of the, the busiest men in college college basketball, college sports now.
2: Mm.
0: But yeah, there's like a bunch of other people. You know, Larry Wickle is coming in. We got him from Norris Report, and he's he's now our full-time. He's now our Northern Kentucky guy. Who hey, we're doing Northern, we're doing a lot of Northern Kentucky stuff now. We we're we've gone from zero to 100 with them. It's just outstanding.
1: Also, can't forget um you know that that person that's pretty much opened up a whole second set of things for us with the women's side with Kyle Rossi.
0: Rossi, absolutely yes. Don't forget uh, Horizon Roundtable WBB. Uh, that Kyle Rossi is a, a we 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 expanded our women's coverage in what about 2021 I want to say yeah, I think sure. it was 20 I think it was 21. Uh, Kyle obviously was the first guy to jump in, um, so we've kind of expanded that to its own standalone site. So Kyle's over there, Braden Walensky is over there covering Green Bay. Um, you, we uh, I think uh, Kyle Craven is probably gonna be writing uh, covering uh, writing some uh, Northern Kentucky for the uh, Northern Kentucky over there. Blake Schumacher. Again, he's doing double duty, so that's gonna be... So is Mark. So is Marcus, too. Uh, and we can't forget... Her, uh, and Alex Carter, too, who just came in to uh, start uh, riding Milwaukee. Um, don't we have a
1: Purdue Fort Wayne women's writer too? Uh,
0: no, but shout out to Cameron Benford, a uh, former player. Uh, contributed to us a couple... Uh, uh, a few times over the 21-22 season. And I can't forget... We can't
1: forget Horizon Boy. Oh, man. love me. Absolutely so cannot Boy. forget Everybody Horizon, Boy. Horizon Boy. Boy. Everybody loves Horizon Boy. Everybody loves Horizon
0: Boy. Absolutely. Horizon Smash boy
1: over on Oakland this year.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, shout out to horizon boy. And then everybody, everybody passed, man. Cause we've had quite a few, um, you know, the Jaden Stambolia, uh, Francisco, DeFrancisco, uh, Chris Capella, uh, Dylan Graff. Um, hope you come back. Hope the Badgers didn't take you completely. Um, the, our partnership with Torrey sports report, Nick, Nick Torrey, who, uh, can, who, uh, chipped in, uh, with some Milwaukee stuff in the past couple of years. I I know I'm forgetting somebody.
1: <laughs> I'm sure we are. I didn't write it down.
0: I know I'm forgetting somebody. But I and I apologize in advance because I know who You wrote I, an
1: article. I, if you've contributed, you're seen. We appreciate you.
0: We know who you are. We know who you are, and we know you're in here.
1: And Hope the check, check cash, you know.
0: Something like that. Yeah. So well, it did for certain point in time we don't do that anymore so (laughs) true but yeah that's that's it man i mean that's yeah i think that's uh but man it's been it's been a wild ride and we're i mean honestly we're not going anywhere we'll have to figure out we'll we'll have to figure you know we'll, we'll have to figure out what what you know post twitter horizon roundtable looks like but you know
1: we'll be here we'll still be recording
0: Ah, we will be here. And by the way, if you are, go to Horizon, Uh If you have not done so already, because we're going to fire this back up again, because I know some of you did already sign up for this. Sign up for notifications on the website to be notified for uh, for new stuff on the website, because we're going to start doing that
1: again. Articles, so, pods, it's coming. Basketball yeah. season's here.
0: Yeah. Episode 200. If you're listening Check. to this right now, you're like, hey, I might actually pop this in uh, a little later on. So, yeah. All right that's it man
1: that's it there's 200 episode done. 200
0: all right so yes like i said horizonroundtable.com yeah if you haven't done so already uh sign up for notifications um do that um we have thanks our for projects. listening thanks
1: to Roll lash like yeah yes
0: 200. Shout
1: out to everyone good work matt. bob high five
0: high five yes matt outstanding work as always so um yeah, and you can find us wherever podcasts are found, and you can pull us up on your Amazon Google devices. Uh, so tune in next week. And until then, for the 200th time, plus, thank you all for listening.